0: man, amen, give God a hand, praise, if you know he brought you all the way, you know he's such a wonderful savior, how many can say that with me, he's such a wonderful savior, amen, I've never known him to fail, amen, some type of way, he's gonna bring some glory out of whatever you're going through, he will not fail, amen, amen, will not fail, hasn't failed, won't fail, you don't have to worry about him failing, because there's no failure in God, amen, well praise the Lord, everybody, beautiful people, Good to see you all uh, on this afternoon. God is a good God. I'm glad to be here in your midst on today. Um, amen. Amen. Well, on tonight we are going to uh, have our Bible class um, about the uh, Gospels, uh, from the, the message of the Gospels, the good news of the Gospels, and that's what that word, it means. Um, the Gospel, it is the good news. Amen, somebody? Amen. Y'all know that? That's what that word gospel means. It is the good news, all right? Uh, In in order for us to really appreciate the good news, you got to hear about the bad news. So I might as well just give y'all the bad news first so that you'll be able to better appreciate the good news, all right? Uh, The bad news uh, is that, you know, Old Testament times, we were all, or they were all under the law, and the law was this measuring stick that was used... Um, for God's righteous, perfect law. Um, and, and though it was righteous and perfect, it, w- it was weak through the flesh. You know, none of us could ever measure up to it. Um, we were all, you know, in this, in this school with this teacher that we just could not live up to the expectations of. All right. And so we'd be in trouble if we were under the law. Um, why is that? Because the scripture says that some of us have sinned. Mm-mm. Amen. I'm glad you already corrected me. Good. Let's go ahead and put on the screen Romans chapter number three, verse number 23. Let's hear about the bad news first um, before we can really appreciate the good news. Romans three twenty-three. what does that say? For all, not just some of us, amen, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and so that puts us in a predicament where every last one of us is going to need somebody to come and rescue us, uh, to see about us, to come and dig us out of the mess that we made. Romans 3:23. now let's go ahead and read uh, Romans 6 and 23. Let's go three chapters ahead, so this is the, the bad news first, and then we'll be able to appreciate the good news. The bad news was all of us have sinned and come uh, short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is what? And there you are sitting there just guilty as charged. How do I know that? It's because all of us have sinned. But the gift of God, now that's some good news right there. The gift of God is eternal life through who? Jesus Christ, Christ, our Lord. Not of yourself, not of the Mosaic law, but through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He came and he rescued us, and that's the good news, all right? Um, So the law, it also established the fact that the only way that you're going to um, be cleansed is through blood. Let's go over here to Hebrews chapter number nine and twenty two. It's got to be a bloody sacrifice that will atone for your sins. Amen. Amen. I don't know if I have an official to let um, that sister in. I think she wants to seek the Lord for the Holy Ghost. Back there. Amen. Amen. might appreciate you. I told her that maybe that first Sunday school room as they go back into the fellowship, I'll be fine. All right. Uh, so if it wasn't a bloody sacrifice, your, your sins would not be atoned for. All right. You still be under the penalty and the weight of your sins to so thank God for the shedding of the blood. Uh, Hebrews 9 and 22. What's that say? And almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without the shedding of blood is no remission. All right. So when some when you sin, something has to die. All right. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. And that's what the gospel is. It comes to give us some good news, good news that Jesus Christ has come to take your place. Amen. A sinless man stood in the gap for you. All right. Aren't you glad about that? All right, well, that's the good news. Now, you can read about all the different elements of the gospel. Um, it's pretty much summed up. We go over here at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 3, and it really just gives you just plain and simple all of the different elements that would be in the gospel. All right? We know the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, check this out. All right? 1 Corinthians 15, verses number 3 through 6. Go ahead and you start reading at verse number 3. That's the death. He died for our sins according to the scriptures. Verse four. Y'all hear that? That's the burial, the death burial. This is the good news. The death burial and that he was that he rose again. The resurrection, the third day, according to the scriptures and that he was seen. Now, hold on. Now, he didn't just do this in private. All right. The resurrection, he this was publicized. He did this so others could see and bear witness. And it was seen of Cephas. Then of the twelve, after that, he was seen above of how many, y'all? All All at once. Mm -hmm. Of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. So in other words... Um, there was some proof, there were some eyewitnesses, quite a few eyewitnesses. If 500 people said something about you, then, you know, I mean, come on, it would give us a reason to actually believe. Um, we got 500 people who came in here and gave us a story, and you held them in different rooms, and everybody's saying the same thing, you know, maybe in a different regard and they, a different perspective they saw it in, and then we would see that uh, maybe there is some truth to what is being said here. So, in other words, I'm telling you now that Jesus didn't just rise from the dead in private, all right? Um, that was a, a proof, or those that were uh, there behind, that were left behind to be able to witness of those things. All right, so uh, Gospels, the Gospels are where we're going to be on tonight. Last week, where were, we, where were we last week in Bible class? Anybody remember it? Lord, have mercy. Every week, y'all just keep on coming up here proving how bad of a teacher I am. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, somebody just dig d- deep into last week's Bible class right now and just give me a guess. Give me a guess. Come on. Oh, somebody said, I heard one person say it. And somebody, anybody else? I heard it on this side. Anybody on this side? Remember what they said? Oh, that's close. First John, somebody said Who said that? Sister Melita, that's my sister. See, that's just, we got that sister-in-law connection. Hey, man, let's give the Lord praise with Sister Melita. First John. All right. So we're going to be back here again on this week, only we're not going to be in the epistle of, of John. We're going to be in the gospel Of John. Anybody here other than me ever get that wrong? You know, the preacher up there talking about the gospel of John, and here you are in 1 John, 2 John, or 3 John. Wrong way. All right, those are the the letters, all right? But we're going to be in the gospel of John. So this is his account, all right? The gospel of John, all right? Now, um, before I open up there, um, let me go ahead and start. Let's talk about the gospels for a minute. Now, we, we got four different gospels. Why do you think the Scripture would portray four different accounts of a story. Hmm? You ever think about that? Why are you going to write this four different times? They must really want us to believe this, right? All right? So we're going to get four different witnesses or four different accounts of the story about Jesus Christ, and we're going to put this in this canon of scriptures Because we really want to make this plain that Jesus is real important, all right? Now, but we have to understand this. um, Anytime the Trump talking to people, I think it's important for you to understand who your audience is. Amen, somebody? Now, if this was a young people's class, I might have to go about things in a different way, all right? We might have to really get down to the level, um, you know, Just presenting it to them in a different regard, um, bringing in some examples that they could possibly relate to. um, You know, bring in some more maybe uh, props and things. You know, something to make it a little bit more fun. You know, and if this was a a different audience, um, you know, maybe if this was a, a another course and maybe the people have spoke another language, and I would, of course, have to bring in an interpreter and other things to reaffirm those things. We have to know your audience, all right? If I was speaking to a group of women, perhaps there would be something that I could say or do to appeal to that audience, all right? Now, we can be teaching the same story, but because we have a different audience, though I'm teaching the same story, I might go about it in a different way to relate to those people, all right? So, now, each one of these gospels is written to a different group of people, all right? And so you might see all of these stories that have been orally passed down about Jesus Christ and had been written about him and things. And so all of these stories that they could draw from in order for them to really tell you who Jesus is. And so in order to do this, they would pick stories that would uh, really be able to, uh, to really help the people that they were trying to teach, That particular audience. All right, y'all halfway getting this. Now let's bring this out a little bit more. Go ahead and put my first slide up. Let's go to the gospel of Matthew. Before we get to John, let's go to Matthew. Y'all got that for me? All right. Matthew's audience, while she's working on that, is the who? Who said that? All right, good. How y'all know that? Yeah, all right, good. Y'all were supposed to know that already. Good job. All right, all right, the Jews. All right, and so what are some of the things that the Gospel of Matthew? What do you think that he would do in order to be able to appeal to a Jewish audience um, that would probably uh, doubt the uh, um, doubt Jesus Christ, who he is. All right, Jesus. They heard about the Messiah all these years, and uh, what would they do in order to appeal to that group? Anybody in here know? Want to take a stab at that? Yes, Brother Sean. Excellent, exactly, all right? All right, so the genealogy of Jesus Christ, if you opened up in Matthew, the first thing that they start off with is the genealogy. Why is the genealogy important? Because it was important that the Messiah would come through the lineage of who? And if you didn't come through the lineage of David, there's no way that you could be, a man the Messiah. And so they want to prove this, all right? And so this was really important to the Jews, all right? Um, what else? So a a portrait of Jesus that you could see that Matthew is trying to uh, paint for the people is him as this Messiah, him as this king. All right. Um, The gospel of Matthew, it has more Old Testament references than probably any of the other gospels. It has all these messianic prophecies. um, And so they're really trying to show you that Jesus is is the fulfillment of all of these Old Testament scriptures that have been written. All right. Good. They're trying to work on that. All right. You're going to have to move on to the next one. Just a second here. Uh, Matthew, he's tracing Jesus lineage to show the legitimacy of his uh, of him as the Messiah. So that's in the book of Matthew. All right. Now. So Matthew is to the Jews. we got a different audience for the next gospel. What's the next gospel? Matthew, Mark. All right. Mark is written to who? Y'all did good on the first one. Who said that? Sister Sean, quit showing off. All right, good. (laughs) Okay, we got we got. Mark is written over to the Romans. Now, if you notice in the book of Mark, he's not starting off the same way, is he? How about we go there right now? Let me fact check myself. Let's flip over to the Gospel of Mark. We got a little time on tonight. Oh, before I while you're flipping over here, here's what I am going to say about Sunday. Sunday, I'm going to try to be outside Um, and I'm trying to get one in every single month. And so this week, I feel just kind of pressed in my spirit to go ahead and go outside on this Sunday. Um, The catch is that I'm going to try to blend in. This is going to be Mission Sunday. All right. We do understand that we do support foreign missions at this church. Um, We send money every month to uh, Bishop Evans in India. Praise the Lord for him. Um, We do try to support. Uh, when Bishop uh, Wadika comes, and Bishop Wadika will be here on this Sunday. He will be preaching for us on this Sunday. Amen, somebody? Amen. And we're going to get behind him. Amen. And we're going to come in here this Sunday. Since it's Foreign Mission Sunday, I thought let's make this, this fun. Now, um, if you don't want to participate, then don't participate. All right? But if you have some Foreign Mission type of clothes, something cultural, Um, And you want to wear it, go ahead. And I see some of the sisters, sometimes they sport their African shirt, their skirts and things. And the brothers, you can wear your dashikis and things. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man, ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, be modest when you wear it. But um, let's you know, I feel like it'd be all right. I feel like he'll feel he'll feel good about that. Let's come out here and support him. Anybody got something like that? Y'all for quiet. Who got one? Who got something? Sister Mike got some, Sister Freya, anybody else? All right, Sister Archie. Sister Archie. Elder Mikey said he's got his dashiki. I saw him out there. Amen. (laughs) If you have it, you know what I mean, just wear it, you know, and that'll be I think that'll be a nice day. Let's make it a nice day. All right. Is that all right, Saints? All right. And just know that this church, we're making an effort to support these people because we believe that the work of the Lord is far reaching and beyond um, what this church is. Amen. This, this, the work of the Lord is going on throughout the whole earth. Amen. And I praise God for that. And certainly we want to do our part in supporting foreign missions. So that's on this Sunday. All right. Now, don't sit up there just because I told you that. Don't be sitting there saying I'm not coming this Sunday. Be here, y'all. Be here. Is that all right? Y'all going to be here? Amen. 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 I know y'all love me preaching. If I'm not preaching, y'all not going to show up. (laughs) All right. Mark. All right. The the Romans is written to the Romans. Do y'all have that slide? Are we ready for that yet? Still can't get it. All right. Y'all slipping back there. Amen. All right. We'll keep on going. All right. So Mark is written to the Romans. Now notice. Let's see how Mark starts off. If you notice what's absent here. As we're, some of y'all who brought your Bibles, come on, wake up in here. If you brought your Bibles, you should be looking at Mark. What is different from Mark and Matthew? Matthew started off with the genealogy. Now, are you seeing that in Mark? No. no and why? Because Mark is written to who? The Romans. And do you think the Romans would care about some long Jewish genealogy? No, know your audience, all the preachers that are in here. Know your audience. You know we're tired on Sunday night. Why are you preaching for a whole hour? Let us get out of here. <laughs> know your audience. Know your audience. Hello, somebody? Hey Amen. If, if it if the shoe fit, wear it. All right. You know, if you, you know, there's certain times, you know, certain speakers, if you had a youth event, And and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm I'm saying every speaker would have his different audience. But if it was a youth event, maybe you wouldn't invite uh, a certain speaker out because, you know, they wouldn't appeal to that audience. And I hope that if we had a marriage conference that you wouldn't invite some little single young person who feel like they know everything about marriage already. <laughs> Cause some, sometimes I hear them speaking too much about marriage and things you don't know anything about that topic because you haven't lived it so it would be best for you to go ahead and just be silent on that until you live it alright know your audience alright now, um, so Mark, it, it portrays Jesus as this su- suffering servant. If you notice over and over again, he's trying to strengthen um, the Roman believers. Jesus is portrayed over and over again throughout Mark in action. He's constantly going about doing his father's work. Um, His life is marked by humility and devoted service. All right. And so in the gospel of Mark, you're going to see the greatest number of miracles. If you ever need a miracle, you want to go to Mark because that's the gospel that you'll find the greatest number of miracles. Why? Because he's trying to appeal to this Roman audience. All right. And they're not studying any uh, Jewish genealogy at all. All right. Now, so the same story, but they're tailoring it for that audience, all right? Now we got one more gospel after that. What's that? Luke, all right? Luke is written to what type of audience? It's presented to the Gentiles, all right? Trying to present Greeks, the Gentiles, and it portrays Jesus as the Son of Man, all right? Um, we got that. Y'all have that working yet? I didn't did all that work for nothing, all right? Uh, Jewish customs are explained for Gentiles to understand. Uh, Luke portrayed Jesus as the ideal man over and over again. You hear in Luke, the son of man, they call him the son of man, trying to portray him as this man that God sent. All right. Uh, This ideal man that the Lord could work through, because a lot of the Greeks, they were looking for this perfect canon of a man. All right. So he uses that term son of man to appeal to them. All right. And you also notice over in Luke. I love Luke. Um, Luke is good. Actually, I'm gonna hold that thought because I'm probably going to preach on Luke because Luke is just really, really good. I like Luke because he's written by Gentile to Gentiles, which is why you see him a lot of times using stories about outcasts, people that were just pushed off um, in society. You read a lot of those stories in the book of of Luke, because those would appeal to more of a Gentile audience. Very good. All right. Good job. Let's hear for the media room. All right. Okay. Well, we got down to the last one. Now, those first three Gospels are known as the Synoptic Gospels. There's a lot of similarities between those, all right? Those three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, say that with me, Synoptic Gospels. All right. Now, it's there's a lot of those same stories that you'll see in um, all of those, a lot of similar things. But the one that stands out uh, that we're going to talk about tonight would be the gospel of John. And his audience was it was a mixed audience written to the world, um, his purpose. Um, and we can read about that in John 20 and 31. But these are written that ye might believe I'm writing this gospel so that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, all right? Now, Luke, they would call him over and over again The what? If y'all was listening. Good job, Harrison. I, boy, that's my boy, all right? <laughs> he had me. Some of y'all over here, y'all slipping. Hold on. Now, Luke, what do they call him, Luke? Wake up in here. What do they call him? Son of man. Son of man. But if you notice over in John, what'd you say, Brother Harrison? Son of, son of God, all right? Over and over again, you see that. Okay, so his his purpose is here. In John 20 and 31, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. All right. So that's the purpose already written. Didn't have to add anything to that. Um, It portrays Jesus as the son of God. His goal is to present Jesus as a a deity to show you that this is God so that you understand this, so you don't make any mistake about it. Don't just think that this is some prophet that's come or just another guy that was really, really smart or wise. No, this is God. I want you to understand this. All right. So his gospel stands out um, from the rest. All right. Let's go over to the gospel of John. Now go ahead and turn to your Bibles there. We'll start off in St. John, chapter number one. Mm hmm. All right, any y'all y'all still believe that Jesus is God, right? Amen. <laughs> I'm in the Apostolic Church, right? Amen. All right, um, he was fully fully man, son of man, but he's son of God, fully man, but also fully God. Woo! How in the How can these things be? All right. Before we get to John, hold on. Let's let's go through some things. Uh, y'all still believe that he was manifest in flesh, right? Mm-hmm. How y'all know that? Give me a scripture to back that up. Uh-huh. Too quiet. Apostolic church. Uh, I got you. I don't, I don't need that. First Timothy three and 16. Got it for you. Got there. <laughs> was that what you were going to say? You weren't going to say that? Or uh, What scripture you got, uh, Elder Ware? Oh, watch out. Okay, Isaiah 96, what's that say? Somebody put that on the screen for me. For unto us a child is born. For unto us the uh, son is given. And the governor shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called what? Wonderful. Counselor. So his name's going to be called what again? Wonderful. Counselor. Hold on, slow down. Catch this one. What's his name going to be called? The mighty God. Woo! So this child that is born, his name is going to be called the mighty God. Well, no, don't stop there out of where. What else? The everlasting father and the prince of peace. Somebody give him some praise right there. Amen. All right. First Timothy three and 16. Let's see what that says. And without controversy, make no mistake about it. We ain't going to argue this on tonight. I ain't arguing with nobody up in here. This is just what it says. Going out in the parking lot and argue. Without contra. Ain't no cut. We're going to just settle the score right now. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. This is a great mystery. God, how can these things be? God was manifest in flesh, justified in spirit. Y'all hear that? He was manifest in flesh. That word incarnate. Amen. He comes out. out of 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 eternity and into time amen y'all still believe that all right amen justified in the spirit seen of angels preached unto the gentiles believed on in the world and then received up in the glory i give god praise for that all right Amen. amen he is the one god incarnate amen let's go to colossians 2 and 9 colossians 2 and 9 for in him what dwelleth all, not just in in him, just some of God dwells in him. That's not what, all right. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's all in him. Y'all believe that still? It's all in him. Amen. All right, Elder Ware, yes, sir. All right. I mean, it starts from the Old Testament, and then, okay, you hear in Colossians, and then uh, Colossians uh, 1 and 15. hmm It's a image of the invisible God, and it says uh, it is a lot in answer to the same thing that you will find in John chapter 1. Amen. Good stuff. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Let's put that up here. Amen. I'm going to say it, Sister Angie. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to say it. So they don't put that up. To wit, that God was what? Was. Drops the mic. Boom. <laughs> oh, y'all, oh so y'all gotta read it again because y'all, y'all, that was real good. To wit, that God was where Christ. reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us. The word of reconciliation, amen. That's good stuff. All right, let me see here. Let me give y'all some more stuff because y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all ain't um, getting excited as I am up here. All right, who who got something for me, Sister Summers? Sister Summers. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Saint John three thirty four. What's that say? For he whom God hath sent, since, speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto you. All right, amen. All right, let's put some of these up, and I'm going to see what these, I didn't even write these down, what they say, but let's see what this says. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Can you put that on there for me just real quickly, and then we'll get into this Bible class on tonight. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He's the image of God. Colossians 1 and 15, real quickly. Colossians 1 and 15, did I already do that one? No, I didn't do that when class is one. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? First Timothy 3 and 16, I did read that. Titus 2 and 13. Let's see what that says about this subject. Titus 2 and 13. What kind of house am I in? Y'all still believe that God was in Christ. Thank God. Hallelujah. Jesus wasn't just no man, wasn't just a prophet. This is God manifest in the flesh. He was fully God, yet fully man. Amen. Titus 2 and 13. Looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, let's keep going. Hebrews 1 and 3. Hebrews 1 and 3. I want to see what that one says. Hebrews 1 and 3. Who being in the brightness of his glory and the, I like this, and the express image of his person. All right. All right, let's keep on going here. 2 Peter 1 and 1. Um, I could spend a lot of time here, but I really want to get into our, uh, the meat of our lesson here tonight. Second Peter 1 and 1, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have attained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our sa- of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Well, hey, man, I don't even know why I wrote that one down. He is not the incarnation, all right, of one person of a trinity. Amen. He is God manifest in flesh. All right. And we should already know that. That's just a quick review um, for us on tonight. But let's go to 1 John chapter number 1. And um, let's start reading at verse number one, and let's make some sense sense of this on tonight. All right. So uh, what's the first thing? As we start reading here, we can already see that John is not including um, St. John. He's not including the genealogy, of course, at all. Um, He's he's not including that at all. And he's he's actually not even including, there's there's a lot of things he's not including. He doesn't start with the story of, of the little town of Bethlehem, if you notice. He does not start uh, with uh, the story of Mary and Joseph at all. He goes right even before them, before Mary and Joseph were thought of. He goes back to the beginning. Mm. In the beginning was the what? And the word was with God and the word was God. So the word was with God and the word was God. The word was with God and the word was God. And all right. When we look at that word, word. All right. Sister Don, I see you smiling back there, ready to preach. But I'm not going to call on you. I know I'm not going to let you have a chance tonight because I know you just raring to go. Uh, the Logos. All right. This is the mind of God. Amen. The word of God, the thought of God, um, the uh, the plan of God from the beginning. God had a plan. Mm. Aren't you glad to know that God's just not reacting you know, as you get in trouble, he's just like, well, what am I going to do to get you out of this mess? Let me find a solution. No, the solution was in place far before man, uh, before there was an Adam and Eve who sinned in the garden. There was already the Logos, the word of God, the plan of God. Jesus Christ was in the mind of God already. Amen. Somebody was already, he already had the plan for a savior before you needed saving. <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word what? It was, it was God. Y'all hear that? The word was God. Now, some of us, we try to, you know, say the word was with God as if there was two sitting up there. Um, and maybe some of you all are into that uh, persuasion in here. So let me just try to help you out with that right now. Let me see if I can try to rescue from that. Let's let's go back real quick. Give me a couple scriptures um, to help you with that. Deuteronomy 32 and 39. Deuteronomy 32 and 39. what's that say put that on the screen for me Ooh, see now that I even I am he and there is no God ain't nobody else with me now you if you you you're gonna try to go up there and you think you're gonna see you know multiples three people and all that ain't nobody else with me all right all right. Now, let's go. If that, if you, if maybe let's keep reading that. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. Nobody but me. Mm. How many still believe in one God? Y'all still believe in one God? Amen. All right. Then the scripture talk about how the demons believe and tremble. Come on here. All right. Now, um, let's go over here to Isaiah chapter number 43 and 11. Isaiah 43 and 11, this little young boy doing good tonight. Come on, young boy, help these folks out. I, even I, it's like he's just echoing the sentiments of uh, Deuteronomy. I, even I, am the Lord. I, I appreciate that. Beside me, now you, you look to my right, to my left, beside me, there is no other. Mm. Now, the word can't contradict itself at all. All right, so we have to, you know, it's got to enlighten us, it's got to, it has to be harmonious. It has to agree, amen. So if we um, go back over to John, we cannot, you know, if he's saying this, then all of a sudden we can't derive from John chapter number one that there's two gods or three gods. Amen, because there's only one God. Now, I, you know, I don't understand how, you know, we started off with, you know, what's the, um, he told them to uh, write it in their foreheads, you know, um, Mm, what's it called, the, the, the help me, the what, the Shema, thank you, sir, the Shema, and where is that found at, Deuteronomy 6 and 3, all right, thank you, sir, I knew Elder Mike could help me out of that one, Deuteronomy 6 and 3, Sister Donna, I was waiting on you, I saw you smiling, but Elder Mike saved the day, hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and, with, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers have promised, okay, let's keep on going, all right. Six and four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God. Now, I just really don't I just can't comprehend how we go from that. And then we we all of a sudden jump over here and now it goes from one to three. All right. I'm still very oneness in my thought. I don't know about you all, but I hadn't changed on in that regard at all. Amen. Anybody still over here? You still in with oneness? You still believe in one God? How many one God people is there? All right. All right. Y'all still believe in one God? All right. I just don't understand how we we jump from this and all of a sudden, you know, we come and we over here and we leave something different. All right. So I just want to go back over here. In the beginning was the word in the mind of God. All right. All right. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. All right. Y'all hear that? All right. Now, in the beginning, you know, where's the where's the two? How do you know that? Let's go back over here to Genesis chapter number one. Now, wait a minute here. Let me just go find out. I just want to make sure. Genesis chapter number one. All right. Now, uh, in the beginning was the word. Now, let's go to maybe Genesis chapter number one and maybe let's start at verse number three. All right. All right. And who said? said. All right. And God said, Let there be light. There's only one person that was just God. God that said. Verse number six. What does it say? And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the water. Who's creating? God created. Beside me, there is no savior. Beside me, there's no other. All right. Verse number nine. And God said, let the waters under heaven be gathered together. All right. Let's go to verse number 11. Who said? And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. All right. Go on down here to verse number 20. Let's see if somebody else was up there talking. And God said, let the waters bring forth the bundle. And how many is God again? Hero is you. The Lord our God he is what? Lord. One Lord. All right. Okay. i just making sure we're still apostolic around here. I know I heard y'all got a new pastor over there at Agape. <laughs> right, that's what I heard. A little light-skinned guy. I didn't know what he was preaching over there. Y'all still believe in one Lord? <laughs> one faith? Yes. One baptism? All right. I'm just checking just in case somebody asking. All right. (laughs) Let's go back over here to uh, St. John. All right. All right. So his purpose here is to show you the divinity of Jesus Christ. I want to show you that this is the one. This is this is the, 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 the son of God. This is the God man. This is God manifest in the flesh. All right. Verse number 14. And the word was what? Mm, y'all, didn't, I, I just I love this. Come on, say that with just read a, with a little bit more enthusiasm. First, St. John, chapter number one, verse fourteen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. John bear witness of him in Christ, saying, "This is this was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me." For he was before me, and of his fullness have all we received, in grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ." And they asked him, "What then art thou, Elias?" "Art thou Elias?" And he saith, "I am not art thou the prophet." And he answered, "No." Then said they unto him, "Who art thou?" And he that he that we may give an answer to them that sent us, what sayest thou of thyself?" He said, "I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah." And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. Amen. All right. I can keep reading. I can, I'm going to stop right there. All right. Now, let me, let me dig a little bit deeper into um, John. Let me see some of these slides that I have. Go, go back over there past those um, uh, Gospels. I have one more slide that you can put up for me, please. All right. Is this not the gospel? We talked about that. Amen. All right. Go to the next one. Go back. All right. Um, This is good. Each of the Gospels emphasizes a different origin of Jesus. All right. Now I can barely read that. Let me see this. Matthew shows Jesus came from Abraham through David. All right. Remember that that was important. They would trace his lineage up to make sure that he came out of the lineage of David. Mark shows that Jesus came from Nazareth, demonstrating that Jesus is a servant. Luke shows that Jesus came from Adam, demonstrating that Jesus is the perfect man. But then John shows that Jesus came from heaven. Mm. Demonstrating that Jesus is God. All right. That didn't have the same effect that it had in me. Jesus is God, (laughs) y'all. All right. Go to the next slide for me, please. All right, the Synoptic Gospels. We already talked about that. The first three focus more on. All right, now we have John. I was showing you that last week. This is a, uh, just a portrayal from an artist of you see Peter and John. John is the one in the background with the white on, perhaps. Of course, they didn't see him, but they show Peter as this older man. John and him run to the tomb. Um, John stops at the tomb. Peter runs ahead of him. This is John, um, the beloved. He calls himself, gives himself this nickname, being the beloved uh, disciple, probably because you're one that he's pictured. All Often in the Gospels, the one that would lay his head on Jesus and things. But he also had a brother whose name was James. And James and John, they wanted to be sitting beside Jesus. And they got in a little trouble because of their arrogance. But thank God that he humbled them on back down. And John was used mightily to write all these words for us on tonight. Amen. Thank God for that. All right, let's keep on going. My next slide, please. Who was John? We talked about this. John's father was Zebedee. All right, let's keep on moving for a minute. All right, now this is what I want. John, he highlights because his goal is to really teach you and to convince you that Jesus Christ is God. He gives us various miracles. All right. Seven different miracles and six of these miracles are not mentioned anywhere else. All right. You're not going to find all of these miracles just in any of these gospels. You got to go to John to find these miracles. All right. Now, I want to hop into those on tonight. How many people want to hear about some miracles on tonight? All right. So since we're in John and John is trying to convince us that he that Jesus is God. Let me go ahead and and show you what this this uh, what this God man did. (laughs) Let me show you what this this one that came that was manifest in flesh, fully God and fully man. Let me show you what he could do. So let's go ahead and go over to John chapter number two, verses number one through eleven. And the third day, there was a marriage in in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. All right. Go ahead. and You read. They have no wine. Jesus Jesus saith unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. All right. Uh, Verse five. All right, now there's a whole message in that. Whatever he saith unto you, do it. You ought to preach that to yourself. Whatever he saith unto you, do it. Anybody need a miracle? Whatever he saith unto you, do it. All right? Now, you can trust him because this this is God. All right. God Almighty manifest in the flesh. And there were set there three water or six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins of peace. Jesus saith unto them. What did he tell them to do? Y'all not reading. Come on, read loud. What did he tell them to do? And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, draw now out and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. Amen. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth the good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, um, then that which was worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until. Now. All right. Look at this. Look at this wonderful miracle. Amen. Amen. You can't beat what God can do. Amen. You can pull out all the wine that you have out there. But if Jesus gets in it, amen, it's going to always be better. All right. Let's go over here to John chapter number four. Um, Let's go through these seven different miracles. John chapter number four. Anybody need a miracle? You're in the right house tonight. Amen. Anybody believe that God can do it? Amen. All right. John chapter number four. Let's go to verse number 46. This is Bible study on tonight. I'm glad you brought your Bible. Glad you're here on tonight. Amen. Amen. So Jesus came again unto Cana of Galilee, where he made the water to wine. And there was. All right. So not only can I make water into wine, but I could do some other things, too. All right. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. Anybody ever have a sick child? Anybody ever know? That's something else. When you got when your child is sick. Oh, that's a helpless feeling. Mm. When you see your when you see your child suffering through something and going through something. Oh, that's a, it was almost like you were you would rather have it for yourself than to sit there helplessly watch your child go through. So I can just imagine what this parent was going through when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea and into Galilee. He went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of what? Ain't nothing too hard for God. Y'all still believe that? Then said Jesus unto him, go ahead, except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Go ahead. You read. All right. Jesus saith unto him, what? Whatever he tells you to do. Now, you might as well go ahead and do. Now, he didn't even see it yet, did he? All right. But he says, go thy way, that son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. Y'all hear that? And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. One more time. I'm going to read it. And the man did what? How many believe in the word? All right. That Jesus has spoken unto him and he went his way. All right. Verse number 51. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, thy son liveth, and himself believed in his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did. Mm. (laughs) Don't nobody want to hear these stories but me. All right, Sister Micah, since you told me to. Let's go to John chapter number five. (laughs) <laughs> John chapter number five, verse number one. Now he's trying to tell you Jesus is God. Jesus can do anything. Is there anything too hard for God? Anybody still believe that he can do anything? Yeah. All right. Now, I told you how he can heal the sick, how he can turn water into wine. Let me tell you another story real quick. All right. We're going to go here. All right. Verse number one. Anybody got an ailment in your body? My God, Jesus can do it. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there I'm at chapter number five, verse two. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Mm. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. So here they are sitting there just waiting on this water to stir up and trying to be the first one down. All right, I can imagine how miserable that would be just sitting there for this long of a time. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity for how long? This man was sitting there for 38 years, all right, or had this infirmity 38 years. All right. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, He he poses a question. Somebody read it out loud. What question did he ask? The impotent man answered him, Sir, now I have no man uh when the water is troubled to put me into the pool so the man is looking at his circumstance and Jesus is like well that's not what I asked you the question was wilt thou be made whole amen I didn't ask you to give me a recount of the circumstance I didn't ask you to tell me the scenario and tell me even more how pitiful you were and how you didn't have nobody's help to put you down in this pool that's not what I asked you the question was wilt thou be made whole all right but while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Has anybody here ever felt like somebody always gets there before you? And you just waiting on Sir- Shirley Caesar's song to come uh, true for you. It's you your next in line for a miracle. <laughs> you're next in line. And it seems like it's just you're never next in line. And so this hopeless situation this man is in, and the Lord looks at him and notices him when he feels like he probably has not been noticed laying on the ground. I can just imagine how many people probably walked past him every single day probably just got used to hearing. You know, you ever seen one of those little birds that are outside? You know, they're just kind of used to people. You know, you'd be at the zoo or at the park, and they just coming up. They're just used to type of people. You know, you know and so this man is just used to people walking right past him. Don't even get concerned. Probably don't even look up because don't nobody look down at him, and he's just done looking up for people. He's probably seen so many people run past him, push him in, and he probably don't even have any will to even get up if he feels the water because he just feels like trampled on. I can just imagine him. But the Lord, asked him a question. Wilt thou be made whole? And I'm talking about Jesus is God today. And he can do anything. Y'all don't got it. Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? All right. The impotent man answered him, sir, I have no man. I already read that one. Jesus saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. And what did he do? All right. All right. Amen. Okay. Uh, y'all want another miracle? All right, Sister Brown. <laughs> It's just for Sister Brown. Everybody else, y'all just do whatever, play on your phone. All right. Check, balance your checkbook right now. C- cut your fingernails or something. But this is for Sister Brown. Sister Brown, John chapter number six. Anybody else want another miracle today? This All right. This, y'all can tune in then. Ju- John chapter number six, verses number four through 13. Mm. Hallelujah. God can heal the sick. God can turn water into wine. God can transform things. God can do anything. All right. All right. Amen. John chapter number six. And what did I say? Read verses number four. All right. Here we are. And the Passover, uh, a feast of the Jews was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto them, unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. In the beginning was the word. The plan of God. He already knew what he would do from the beginning. Y'all hear that? And here he is right here, the echoing those things. He already knew what he would do. Philip answered, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. Anybody ever felt like you don't have enough? One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes but what are they among so many? You ever felt like that, that last line right there? But what are they among so many? You ever felt like that? What am I among so many? You ever felt like you just look at the need and you realize that you don't have enough to meet the need, all right? But little is much when God is in it. Where we leave off at, verse number nine, all right? Verse number 10, and Jesus said, said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Amen. God can give you more than enough. Amen. Somebody just trying to encourage you on today. All right. Y'all want another miracle? Sister, this is just me and Sister Donaldson. Uh, John chapter number 6 and 16. Sister Donaldson, you know that Jesus, he can walk on the sea. All right. All right. um, Let's see here. We're just going to sum this one up because I'm running out of time and I got a lot to do tonight. Verse number 19, 6 and 19. so when they had rolled about 5 and 20 or 30 furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea. (laughs) Anybody been in the middle of trouble, in the middle of a storm? Here comes Jesus walking on the sea. Anybody here other than me been through a storm? Didn't see your way out. Looking dark all around. Clouds glooming over, lightning flashing. Everything that you feared has come upon you. And here comes Jesus walking on the sea. God Almighty in the flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. And drawing nigh to the ship, and they were afraid. But he saith unto them, it is I. Be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Now hold on. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. What's that mean? Hold on. So now they got Jesus got. In other words, they was in the they was twenty or thirty furlongs. They see Jesus walking on the sea. He's, Jesus is walking on the sea, right? Hey, have you, I mean, I'm just talking about how God got a fast-forward button in your situation. <laughs> so, sometimes it would, it would have taken you a lot longer to get there, but Jesus came walking on the sea. It would have taken you some weeks to get there. It would have taken you some months to make up for whatever was lost. Amen. And here comes Jesus walking on the sea and poof, all of a sudden, here you are. Amen. Uh, Did I read it right? I just want to make sure I read that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Then they willingly received him into the ship. And immediately the ship was at the land where they went. Look at God. All right. Well, y'all still ain't excited. Um. Maybe another miracle help you. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Let me give you another one. Y'all want another one? John chapter number nine. Just talking about miracles on tonight. John chapter number nine. Hmm. Hallelujah. Jesus he heals a blind man. Now I don't know if I can read read all this um, today. Verse number seven. Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is interpretation interpretation sent. And he went his way, therefore, and washed and came, seen. Went over there and washed and came, seeing. How long was this man blind? Blind, go back to verse 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. All right. Um, let's go ahead and start from the beginning. And Jesus passed by and he saw a man which was blind. How long? He was blind from birth. And then on one day, everything changed. All right. So verse 9, blind from birth. Verse number seven, he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. All right. Amen. Uh, I'm going to give you another one. I'm almost done. I'm going to get through this chapter number 11, John 11. Y'all know this story too well. Lazarus. <laughs> Been dead for three. How long were it? three days? Four days. Four days dead. And, and he's stinking by now. He good and dead. You're gonna miss a good part, Christine. <laughs> uh, you better tune in, girl. You better turn this on to your car. I ain't even got, we ain't even got going yet. Hold on. <laughs> you better tune in. I'm just trying to help you. You know. My God. All right. <laughs> she she knows I love her. I mess with her. I know Say, y'all got jobs. Don't get fired because of me. <laughs> All right. And the people got things to do. All right. Um, All right, Lazarus. All right, let's go ahead and read a little bit of that one. You know, this man had been dead for four days. I'm just talking about hopeless situation. Oh, but Jesus is God and God can do anything. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Somebody give him some praise right there. trying to convince you all amen this ain't another prophet that's come this ain't just buddha or uh, confucius or one of these other folks this ain't moses this is god almighty that you serve manifest in the flesh my god give me one more praise somebody (laughs) hallelujah all right now we know the story about lazarus already so you know we, we won't read that one on today um Let's see here. Let's do a let's go to this one. John chapter number 21. Y'all can do uh, this at home. Read some of these at home. All right. Since Andrew, you going to make me go back to Lazarus and back there. <laughs> I just that's a good one for me to skim over. All right. Uh, let's just talk about this for a second. Um, one, uh, you know, 21. Let's go through one. Um, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There was together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and the two other of his disciples. Okay. Um, verse number five, he says, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. All right. We don't have any meat. Verse number six, and he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of the fishes. My God, somebody give me praise again. All right. Now, just enough time uh, to, to do this. All right. Now, so John, he wants you to understand that Jesus is not just another man. He's not just the son of man. But I want you to understand that this is the son of God. Right. I want you to understand this is the God man. All right. I want you to understand what he's able to do. And so there's something in the book of John. There are all these the the I am statements of Jesus. Mm. And I want to close out with that. I got just enough time to get through these. All right. Now, let me make some sense of this. Let's go back to the book of Exodus right now. Exodus chapter number three. And let me just draw a correlation for you all in here. Some of you all, you might know all these things already, but just, you know. It's all right. Being a little remedial course on tonight. Exodus chapter number three, and we'll go to verse number 11. And Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? You ever felt like you weren't enough? And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly, come on here, y'all read. Somebody just stop and marinate in that for a minute certainly I will be with thee. I wish I could just seal you all up in a little Ziploc bag and let you just sit in that overnight. And so you will know that certainly God will be with thee. All right. Uh, I, I hope you know that. If you don't know nothing else, I hope you know that. All right. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you," and they shall say to me, "What is his name?" What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, "What, what, what should Moses tell them? Who, if when you come and, and the people ask you who sent you, this is what you ought to tell them: I am that I am." Mm. <laughs> if I got a little, if, if I had an equal sign right here, you know. And if I put me over here, and then I put maybe my brother over here, you can say, okay, we both family, you know, we equal in in that regard. Came from the same household. Amen. But if you put God, who would he be equal to? Who would you be able to draw a correlation to? That's what I am that I am. My God. Beside me, there's no savory, y'all. Amen. I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am. What did he say? He said, He said, I am. Somebody say that I am has sent me unto you. All right. I am. Amen. So now where are we? We're in the book of what? Reading this. All the way back in Exodus. All right. And this is Moses talking to the Lord. Amen. He saw this burning bush. And here comes Jesus. Let's go over here to John. Back over to the Gospel of John. Amen. 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 Back over to John. Come on, Bible. work with me. All right. Now I want you to read all these I am statements. Now, this is Johnny wants you to understand. This is not just a man. All right. Go to John chapter number six and verse number thirty five. Somebody grab that for me. John six and thirty five. Now you got to be you got to go fast. Because I'm about to go fast tonight. John six and thirty five. Jesus said unto him. Well, let's go back up a little bit. Verily, verily, I so let's go to verse 32. Let's go up again up a little bit. Um, well, let's go to verse 31. Yeah. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he that cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. Check this out. Now catch it, catch it, catch it. Don't miss it. Hey, y'all read this verse. This is for you. Go ahead. Jesus said unto thee, I am the bread of life. What did he say now? He said what? Did y'all catch that? Did you, you catch that little I am right there? I am the bread of life. Mm, my God. All right. Keep reading. Keep reading. I just, I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. Uh-huh. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. All right, I'm the bread of life. All right, keep on going here. Go to verse number 48. 48. What did you say again? I am that bread of life. All right, now let's keep on going in the book of John right now. Let's go to John chapter number 8, verse number 12. John 8 and 12. Just want you to understand that this ain't just another man. Amen? Amen. This is God manifest in the flesh. All right. John, he's trying to prove this. As they would read, I want you to understand the divinity of God. All right. Of Jesus Christ. This is not just another person that's come. John really wants his readers to understand that. All right. Uh, John 8 and verse number 12. All right. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying what? I I am the light of the world. All right. Verse number nine, or chapter number nine and verse number five. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Go to verse uh, John chapter number 10 in verse number nine. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's with me. Sister Angie, I hear you back there, girl. I appreciate you back there. That Como shah was for me. I am the door. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. All right. Verse number 11. What does he say here? I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. All right. We're doing good. Verse number uh, chapter number 11 and verse number 25. All right. No, we ain't all together. Hold on, wait for him now. You're going too fast. Jesus said unto her, I am. I'm the resurrection. All right. Who's he talking to? Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So we circled back around and went to this story. All right, good. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. <laughs> All right, somebody in here, you worry right now, but whatever you need, God is. I'm trying to help you out right now. Whatever you need God to be, I am, I am, I am, I am. All right, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the son of God, which shall come into the world. Amen. Not just son of man, son of God. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, the master is come. Come on, somebody. The master's come and calleth for thee. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now, Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. The Jews then which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary that she arose up hastily and went out followed her saying she goeth unto the grave to weep there then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him she fell down at his feet saying unto him Lord if thou hadst been here my brother had not died When Jesus, therefore, saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Mm. He's fully God, but he's also fully man. Y'all hear that? Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, go ahead, y'all read. Read with some enthusiasm. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he hath been dead, how many days? Y'all was right, good. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, Thou shouldest see the glory of God. I'll say that to you all. If thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he, had thus, and when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus come forth and he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about him with a napkin Jesus said unto him loose him and let him go my God because why could he do that because he was I am the resurrection and the life amen somebody give me praise for that all right all of these I am statements, seven different I am statements, we got two more to go and then I can let you all go. Y'all still with me? Yes. All right. Now, why are all these I am statements written within the book of John? Because he had a purpose. He wanted to convince the readers that this was the son of God. This is a special purpose. This is just don't don't get it twisted. This is not just any old body. You have to believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ. All right. All right. He wants them to understand that. So he does all of these writings and does all of these deliberately places all of these statements within there so that they would believe. All right. Now, let's keep on going here. I got two more. John 14 and six. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. Y'all hear that? I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me. All right. I got one more. John, chapter number 15, verse number one. Y'all read this one. This is for you. All right, good. I am the true vine, and I, I ministered on that just a few weeks ago. I am the true vine. I hope you all are still staying connected to the vine, and if you are, you're going to bring forth much fruit. Now, this gospel of John, it, it is um, uh, sort of a biography, or it is a retelling of these stories. But these are not all of the stories of Jesus. How do I know that? Come on here, Sister Shine. Come on, yeah. The Bible contain Oh, come on here. But where's that found at? Ain't that somewhere in John somewhere? I think it is. Ain't that like the last part of it? All right, let's find that. Somebody find that for me. We got only five minutes. Help me out. Uh... Oh, yeah, there it is. All right, go ahead. 21, and uh, I found it. All right, I found it. 21, and uh, he's still doing great things. Sister Winky, he's still doing great things. Sister Joyce, Brother Jeremy, Sister Michelle, Sister Micah, girl, baby girl, he's still doing great things. Brother Dennis, take it or leave it. In my life, he's still doing great things. What about yours? Now oh, you said it all blasé. Sister Freya, he's doing great things. Still doing great things. All right. And let's read verse number 25. Let's close out with this. Brother Brandon, he's still doing, Brother Rain, he's still doing great things. <laughs> and there also, they're, they're, this is how we know this now, verse 20, chapter 21, verse 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Amen. Somebody give the Lord some praise today. He's still doing great things, still doing great things, still doing great things. Long even after this uh, it has been written, there are still testimonies, amen, and uh, different people that are proclaiming um, how God is still setting people free, how God is still healing. Anybody still, still believe in miracles today? Anybody still believe that the same God that turned water into wine could turn your situation around for you? Anybody here still believe that the same God in the book of John that raised up that little sick person, little sick child, could touch your sick child? Amen. Anybody still believe that? Anybody still believe that God can get on your boat in the middle of your storm? Right in the middle of your storm, he'll get right on that boat and get that boat somewhere where it needs to be. Make up for lost time. Anybody believe that God can make up for some lost time? Amen. He can restore all the years that the canker worm and the locusts have stolen for you. Somebody ought to give God praise. Come on, stand with me on tonight. Amen. He can do all those things. He's still doing great things. Amen. So what did you learn about last week? We learned Sister Melita told you all that we were in the epistle of John last week at Bible class. We read 1 John last week. Now today we were in where? St. John. John. All right. So, all right. We just, I just want to tie a nice little bone around that. Um, the only parts of John that I have not taught Bible class on are what? John na anybody wanna buzz in before the as the officials come? All right, good. Very good. What else? You got one. You got two more to go. Huh? It's real easy. Second and third, John. Very good. You're done. Good job. Give yourself a hand. All right, let's ask the officials to come at this time. Amen. Alright, it's uh, Foreign Mission Sunday on this Sunday, so uh, if you'd like to participate and um, you want to get with Bishop Wataka and wear um, some appropriate clothing for that, you can. Mm-hmm. And let's just make a whole day of this. We'll be outside in the pavilion, so don't wear um, a real hot dashiki. Um, <laughs> It'll be warm outside. But um, you know, but then we don't become modestly as well, Amen. But for missions Sundays, and I hope that we continue to give to this church. Um, Please know this: when you give in the offering, it's not—it doesn't just stay here, Amen. There, we we support other works as well, Amen. Um, Here as well, Amen. There, there are people even within our own assembly, Amen, and um, other other times that people call this church. Um, and things. And so I just would hope that you will continue to give. Lord, we thank you and praise you. We thank you, Lord God, for the gospel of John. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the good news of your death, burial, and your resurrection. We thank you, Lord God, that you want us to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are God Almighty. I thank you, Lord God, that you proved that to us with the things that you've done, Lord, before and the things that you even do even right now, Lord. We read about all the miracles in the word of God, but I believe even under the sound of my voice in this very room, there are miraculous uh, events and testimonies and situations, Lord God, that you have done for your people, God, things that you've brought them out of, deliverances, Lord God, and if we had the time, we can tell a whole lot of stories, Lord, that can prove your ability. I pray that somebody tonight, Lord, under the sound of my voice would be encouraged, God. Lord, I stop right now in Jesus' name just to pray a little bit more for some soul to take courage. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just just a moment longer. Just wait on that for a minute, y'all. Lord, let somebody's soul take courage. Oh, God, you are the same I am back then. Same God right now, today, Lord. Whatever they need you to be, you can be that for them, God. You're the resurrection. Father, Lord God, you're the light. Hallelujah. You're the bread from heaven, God. Hallelujah the resurrection, Lord, all of these wonderful things and whatever they need you to be, Lord, you can be those things, God. You can bless their home, God. You can bless their marriage. You can bless their business. You can bless their finances. You can bless their bodies, God. We trust you on today, Lord. You can move in hospital rooms. You can move in homes. You can move on jobs, God. We're just asking you to bless these people, Lord. I pray a miracle in the name of Jesus. Ikatanamashaya. Lord God, we thank you even right now. I pray, Lord God, somebody that's in need of a miracle. Oh, God, I don't know who it is, but I'm just asking you, Lord God, to be the God that you are. Hallelujah. We praise you. We trust you. We look to you. In the middle of despair, Lord God, we look to you. Come on, lift up your head. Lift up your head right now. Come on, somebody. I don't know who you are, but if you need a miracle, come on, come come to God right now. Thank you, Lord. We bring these people to you, Lord. I hold them up not to myself, but I hold them up to you, Lord. And as I hold them up, Lord, they hold their faith up, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We've read the stories that were written by John all got stories that can convince us of your power and your great ability, Lord. I pray, God, that they would confidently hold up their faith along with their situation, Lord. I pray that they wouldn't just come to you with this situation, but they would come to you with faith even right now. Honor the faith, Lord. Meet the need. Turn the situations around, God. And I'm praying, Lord, that by this Sunday, Lord, I'm putting a date on it this Sunday, Lord, that they will come back, God, and declare your goodness and declare your power and your ability because you are still, still doing great things in Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Come on in. With that offering in your hand, go ahead and just put your hands together and praise the Lord for it.